Welcome to the Regular Guys Random Things Weekly Podcast. Thanks again for listening to these regular guys talk about the most random things. So sit back and relax while they get started. Hey everyone, welcome to our weekly podcast of Regular Guys Random Things. Uh, We're back again this week for another exciting episode. Uh, I'm your host Scott, I'm here with Dustin. How's it going, guys? And John. What's it? Um, we're in the bunker today, and it sounds like there's some drilling going on somewhere in the bunker. So if you hear that buzzing. It's a Vactor truck. They're cleaning out the sewer. Yes, yeah, something like that. So hopefully, uh, maybe you won't hear it because Dustin will work his wizardry, and uh, you'll be saying what? What sound? I'm a Navy tech, audio engineer. I can fix it. I can yeah. fix anything. Nice. All right. Hey, uh, what's going on, guys? John, what have you been up to? Uh, visit me last. Visit you last. All right, Dustin. Um, I have uh, actually been kind of crippled uh, because I had taken a fall uh, over spring break, and I've been having some knee problems, so I haven't done a whole lot uh, activity-wise, but... Um, I did uh, get a chance to play some Destiny this last week, still in John's thing. Played with you guys and got a little help with that. And uh, we did some yard work. I resodded some grass in the front yard. Not resod, but reseeded. I've got these great big giant trees that are blocking out all the sun, and my grass is starting to get a little thin. So did some reseeding, kind of did some yard cleanup. And then yesterday there was a great big giant storm, and... uh, a guy down the street like four or five houses down the street the maple tree that he had in his front yard blew over and so really yeah like it was pretty big too wow but i saw it as an opportunity to get some maple wood for my smoker <laughs> oh you selfless <laughs> so i went down there and knocked hey, on let the me door. help you out and he wasn't home yet but i talked to his wife and i said hey you know uh i'll help you cut that tree up into pieces if i can have all the big pieces and she said my husband's not home yet, so do whatever you want, you know? And so, um, I didn't, I mean, I would have done it anyways. The guy's a nice guy. They're a nice family. I would have helped out any way I could, but I saw the opportunity to get some maple wood. And so I went down there and I hacked up this big tree and, uh, you have a chainsaw. Yeah, I did pretty good. I mean, I left only just some small branches, maybe an inch in diameter left. They'll just have to cut up and put it in their green bin, but I took almost everything. I called my cousin up, um, and he came down with his truck, and he took half, and I took half. So, I mean, it saved them a lot of time and effort. And I had the whole thing cut up before he even got home. So he was kind of just – he just had to rake the the front yard and kind of clean things up. So, Way to be neighborly yeah. and get something in return. That's a win-win right there. How long do you have to uh, let it age or whatever dry out before you can use it? Well, So uh, half of the tree was dead already. So – some of that's already Ready. been aged for a year. Some of the other stuff is kind of green, but you know, probably by fall or maybe next spring, it'll all be ready to use. I don't know. We'll see how it how it dries out over the summer. But it, another kind of funny thing about that is uh, my cousin. His name's Steve. Um, we started chatting after we unloaded all the wood. He was just hanging out my driveway, and uh, he actually started talking about listening to the podcast and. So we had a nice long conversation about the podcast. and Well, there you have it, folks. We have one listener. We have at least one. One confirmed listener. <laughs> nice. 
So uh, he actually thought it was cool. He likes the layout, so it was kind of fun to chat about it and and have a good time about it. Did he have any uh, constructive criticism for us? Um, No, I... Maybe he's too nice to say that he did. Maybe after this he'll give me a text message. But he did say that he liked uh, not having to follow a certain topic every time. He said he kind of liked the randomness of it, that (laughs) we're not talking about the same thing. It's something new every time. And so uh, it's kind of, uh, I'll say, mindless listening. It's not something you have to be involved in every week to... Mindless is a great word. I like that. You can we're kinda, very mindless around here. You can download any episode and not have to worry about being up to speed. Nice. So, you want to go last, or you want me to go next? I I remembered what I was going to say. All right, say. go. Okay. So I have done a lot of um, research and gardening and stuff, and I want to do that around the house. And you know, money is always an issue, and and uh, so this year we spent a little bit of money and started some seeds and indoors and we we're watching them grow and I thought I killed them all because they grow at different speeds and the only ones that came up were the kale seeds so I'm like great I suck but uh, the tomatoes have since come up and now I'm just waiting on the peppers but I'm looking forward to that are you, so you're eventually going to move these outdoor? Is that the plan? I don't know where I would put them outdoors, but they've got to go somewhere. But mostly what I was doing is I was just trying to apply what I'd learned over the years. And I was sick of going season after season, you know. What's a good tip? No action. Give us a, a good tip that you've learned. Um, I don't know if I have a specific tip. I, I know that it's important for the plant to have lots of nutrients and they have different amendments that that uh, can help you um, make sure that your soil is properly nourished. And uh, so I, I would say, I guess, one good tip is make sure you've got the right amendments. How tall are your plants right now? Uh, inches. Oh, really? Like one inch, maybe two. So just like starters? Yeah, they're totally, totally young. I planted them, I think, a week and a half ago now, about. My tomato plants are eight inches tall already. Did, oh. When did you start yours? La-dee-da. I, I bought them at Home Depot on Saturday. <laughs> <laughs> uh, trust me, I, I get that, but I am trying to um, trying to practice what I've learned. What basically. kind of peppers are you going? Good ones? Jalapeno. Mm. That's right. And uh, some bell. I don't like bell much, but everyone else seems to. So So how many jalapeno plants do you have? Uh, two. Just two. When you when you have more jalapenos than you know what to do with, you come talk to me and I'll teach you how to bottle them. Okay. And then you can have pickled jalapenos all year long. Oh, man, it sounds so good. Yeah. I love those things. Mm, jalapenos I don't, are delicious. I don't even mind them raw. They are much hotter raw, but I don't mind them raw. I don't know. Like I did some jalapenos a couple years ago. That's right. And at first they weren't too bad, but after about eight months, they were so dang hot. I had just started pouring them on something and not realized. And and the stuff melted. They just got the, hotter. The and food hotter. melted. But they're good. <laughs> nice. Your plate melted and the table had a big hole in it. <laughs> yeah. What have you well, been up to, Scott? So uh, this last weekend, uh, 
here in Utah, we just got a National Women's Soccer League team, um, the Utah Royals, and they had their first home game. So me and the family went and uh, had a great time at the stadium on Saturday. With, the weather was fantastic. Um, it was really good to see these women who are actually good compared to the men, what the U.S. men's team. The women's team, you know, they actually win World Cups and stuff <laughs> like that. The men's team can't even qualify. Are so you, The Real team can't qualify? Or? No, no, just not the Real team. Oh. The the men's national team. I don't totally get United soccer. States. But the women are better at soccer than the men are at yes. the same level? Yes. Very nice. So it was nice to see some of those people who are actual world champions out there on the field in person. I thought that was pretty cool. Um, weather was great. We had a great time. And I'm happy to have them around. So I'm looking forward to seeing more of them as the year goes on. The crowd was amazing. I think it's one of the largest crowds ever in NWSL. So it was pretty exciting. Do the women flop like the men flop? You know, they don't. They Well, not as much. The women seem to have, I don't know, more integrity. That's one thing I like about it is there's not as much of the theatrics and the going on as there is can be in the men's game so i really appreciate that i like to watch the women for me soccer is one of the sports where um it's not completely based on athleticism like a lot of other sports like basketball and um, football some of these other sports so to me the women's game is just as enjoyable to watch as the men's game in soccer where it's not necessarily true for me personally and some of the other sports so it was an exciting day i actually went and watched my niece play uh she plays on a comp league soccer she's a high school age kid but she doesn't play for the high school team she still plays for a comp she has too many things going on but they're brutal like watching these girls just i mean they they are brutal towards each other they are tough yeah they are super tough tougher than the men i think and i i feel like when i watch a men's soccer game no matter at what level i feel like there's a lot of drama there's a lot of flopping there's a lot of oh you you did that to me you know kind of stuff yeah there's some of that going on (laughs) for sure well and, and the tricky part about it is it's part of the rules and the rules become part of the strategy of the game so it's hard to separate the flopping from from the game because they're literally using it to increase their chances at winning. Same thing with basketball. Oh, for sure. Draw a foul or whatever. It's so frustrating because it doesn't make the game more fun. No, but it helps you win. Yeah. So they do it. Yeah. What did you do after the game? What I do after the game? What did I do after the game? I saw what you did after the game. Uh, oh yeah, we went this to. This is getting uh, awkward. <laughs> I stalked in. <laughs> we, we we went out to eat at a restaurant, a Mexican restaurant, and me and my son Ethan um, ordered the giant burrito they had. This is a different place than we went last time. Wow. This is actually a six pound burrito. Is it really? I yes. saw that it was big. I was like, that kind of looks like uh, red igu- or blue iguanas. So this time I did not attempt to eat very much of it at all. Between the two of us, we probably ate about a third of it. And so we, the waitress says, oh, do you want me to put that in a box for you? And I said, sure. And so she takes it back and comes back with three boxes. Oh, really? That this burrito fit in. Three of those styrofoam containers. Question for you. How was the flavor of the burrito compared to the last one? Um, 
I really liked the, to be honest, I think the, the, the smaller one at La Hacienda is my favorite. Oh, not even the one at Blue Iguana, huh? No. Interesting. But I do, I think the Blue Iguana one had a different taste that kind of has that it's mole unusual, taste. Yeah, a little kind cinnamon-y. of a little, yeah, a little yeah. spicy. So I did like that. So I thought that if I had to rank them on taste, I think I'd go... La Hacienda. La Hacienda and then Blue Iguana and then uh, La Cantina. La Cantina is where the six-pound burrito is? Yes. Does it sound like we need to do a channel uh, challenge there? Uh, no. I'm going to no. lose. <laughs> I already concede. <laughs> we, we could try that, but last time I got so sick. So. I did too. Not worth it. But yeah, I mean, I was. she comes back with two bags. Here's two styrofoam containers in one bag and another styrofoam container in another bag. Of, so... What was the price of the burrito? It was thirty bucks. Thirty bucks for a six pound burrito? Yeah, so that's not worth it. Yeah, it was pretty expensive. But then you think about it, that thing could easily have fed all four of us, right? I mean, they're regular. Just a entree was ten to fifteen bucks there, right? Yeah. So that could have easily fed all of us and had leftovers for two, maybe three more meals. So huh. Wow, it's not a bad price when you think of all the stuff you get. So we still have some. I haven't even eaten it all yet. <laughs> I was going to bring it for lunch today and forgot. So Nice. That's what's been going on. All right. Let's move on. So last week we kind of talked about some movies. And as we were talking movies, we realized there was kind of a, a theme going on underneath the surface here with a lot of these movies that we thought would be interesting to talk about. Some of the movies dealt a lot with uh, time travel. Um, Dustin's favorite movies in particular, um, Back to the Future. He really loves those. You know, time travel is probably the the main theme of the movie. So let's talk time travel. Dustin, why don't you get us started with a little time travel as far as how the movies go? So, uh, I, like I said in, in our last episode, I really, really like um, the Back to the Future series. Um not only just the movie, the acting, the storyline, but the whole thought of time travel is something that um, I've I've thought about and liked the concept of uh, all of my life, and it would be something that would be I think be the ultimate accomplishment if somebody could invent time travel and we could we could try it out. Um, I think there could be some huge repercussions with time travel too. So I don't know. So can can you really affect the past? What do you mean can you really affect the past? Like if you were to time travel back, can you really affect the past? It depends on what can kind you of time change travel it? you're talking about. I don't know. Are you talking the Marty McFly time travel? Are you talking sure. the the three eyed raven where he's more like a like a or or even we don't even have to go Game of Thrones. We could go the the whole um can let's go with Marty Christmas McFly. Carol. Okay. Marty McFly. And that's Can you scenario, go back in the past and affect the future? Why not? If you're if you're corporeal, why not? I mean, if you stop something or you present something, yeah, I I, I think you're totally good. If if someone walked up to you today and hit you with a sledgehammer with no time travel involved and killed you, the rest of the future's affected, right? Without sure, you being but, a part of it. So if I went back in time, back to the 1950s or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. Wouldn't have I already been in the 1950s in the 1950s? So that's the that's a 
classic time travel plot hole. Well, so uh, it is. How can you really affect the future? Exactly. Well, the, I guess the point is is that Marty McFly didn't affect the future, right? He kind of fixed it. He, he altered it. But you remember in the movie, um, he has the picture of him and his siblings. Right. And they start disappearing. And right. then he starts disappearing. So, so essentially, again. they altered the timeline. And without a correction of bringing his parents back together, essentially, at some point in time, it says, oh, it's too late. So like it can't be fixed. How, how can how can he hold a picture that was possibly never taken? Shouldn't the picture have disappeared itself, not the contents? Why would anybody take a picture of nothing? Well, I would assume that when he died or when he disappeared, the picture would have disappeared also. Because you don't see you don't see the state of the picture when he starts disappearing because he's holding his hand in front of his face. <laughs> So you don't know where the picture is, right? <laughs> so that's what I mean. So, so at some pitch- point there's affecting just enough that he can maintain his physicality. And then there's a point where we go beyond that and it affects enough of the future that part of him disappears. Well, so in the well in the storyline, what what is the the binding act that brings his parents together? And that's a kiss at the fish under the sea dance, the enchantment under the sea dance, right? So that's the that's the pivotal point. If that kiss doesn't happen, then um, then then you know nothing happens. They don't stay together. So at that point in time, when he starts disappearing, somebody's trying to pull Marty McFly's mom away, and George is kind of conceding or giving up and then when and so that's when so they start going away so at that point in time does she she's mad at george because he doesn't protect him or he gives up and walks away and then leaves her there but he grows a spine and he comes back and he punches the guy out or (laughs) pushes the guy down and then they come together and then they kiss and bam everything's back to normal so how do we know that that's the pivotal moment in their relationship it's in the storyline because the writers declared it? Well, if the movie was true life and they discussed it in the, you know, in the storyline, there's a point in time where they're sitting at the kitchen table and Lorraine, the mom, is talking about how... Right, but let's say that kiss never kiss, happens. That doesn't mean that the next day he couldn't have kissed her and they could have gotten together again and had the whole thing all over. The other, The other point to be made, I think, that isn't being made is it can only happen one time and because you can go back to the future a hundred times and keep changing it oh what i'm saying is is um with the whole uh echo of time travel so right now we're not talking about the echo of time travel because back to the future didn't have that but if you're talking the echo of time travel then you always went back in time so you always went back in time so you always went well, back in time and so you always went back in time There's wait a that minute echo. it did have the echo it didn't it did it in didn't. part in part two because in part two he goes back in time while he's already back in time so there's two marty mcflies one trying to get them to kiss at the dance and then get back to the future and then the marty mcfly that's from the future future coming <laughs> back, no you're right back to you're the right. past i, to I wasn't stop. talking about that one but I, you're right it did have the echo but 
But ultimately, even the echo is disgenuous because at, at some point you have an infinite number of echoes, right? Especially the more time you attempt it. Uh, attempt it. And it, it begins to blow my mind. It becomes, you know, when you try and think about the infinite number, it's... But again, I come back to all that happened and did anything really change? Did he really affect the past? Or was the past, because he went to the past, already set when he decided to time travel back again the first time? Well, so he interfered with his parents' meeting. Remember? So George was up in... I understand that, but... Because that had already happened, and the parents had already gotten together, and they had already kissed, and everything had already happened, because he went back in time. Sorry. Did he really affect time? It was already set. (laughs) Correct. He couldn't have. It's impossible. He didn't affect... But that's what I mean by the whole echo principle and the whole echo theory. So, So let me bring up another movie. Did you guys ever see The Butterfly Effect? Yes. With Ashton, Ashton Kutcher yes, in it. Yes, did but you I don't see remember it? it? I don't know if I saw that one or not. So it's about it. this guy, and I can't remember all the details about how or why it happens, but he gets the ability to go back in time and make small changes that he thinks are going to make things better. Right? And so, you know, there's a, a kid who's being is abused or. I can't remember all the details to it exactly, but all I remember is that every time he goes back and makes one small change, that small change has this huge ripple effect that completely changes the future and it oftentimes makes things much worse than they were previously. So if we go back in time, is that which way is it? Do we go back in time and change things? Or do we go back in... If we were to go back in time and affect things, wouldn't they already be affected in our current... Yes, they'd have to be. Present. Yes, which is the plot hole in Game of Thrones. Because the Three-Eyed Raven went back and is supposed to be ethereal. He's supposed to be a, a fly on the wall, a ghost, not, not visible. Well, we find out later that he actually becomes more corporeal more physical and he actually changes the past well if that's the case where he actually changes the past then the past was changed in the future but that's not the way the movie goes does that make sense yeah and so time travel is just wonky yeah it's there are too many plot holes i have a hard time with it the second they enter time travel i have to turn way down my my um your suspension of belief or disbelief. Yes, yes, that that whole concept. Well, this is kind of like the Matrix. It's only apparent to the people that know, right? So us, somebody could have already time-traveled who could have changed or affected our future... And we're living that skewed timeline now. We don't. We're not aware but, of a time travel skewed? change. It would have to be. Look at Game of Thrones. It's not he, skewed though, because it's the future that happened in the past. It happened. Even if someone comes from the future, does something in the past, it already happened. But it why, doesn't affect. Then our, explain Hodor. What? Then explain Hodor. You can't. <laughs> you can't. It's a plot hole. It's a time travel plot hole because uh, yeah. because so, he was affected before. And if he was affected before, then he never needed to go back and affect him in the first place. It only needs to happen one time, and then it's over, and it completely changes the future, which it didn't in the story. That's because you can't change the future. (laughs) (laughs) 
So here, here's my other problem with time travel in movies. A lot of the time, it's not just time travel. It's time and space, right? Because not only do they go back in time, but they go to a different place. Like, let's Example. say you invented time travel. Okay. Okay. You want to go back to, um, I don't know, see the Berlin Wall come down, right? Sure. So you time travel back in, well, that's, that's not a good one because that's easy to get over there. Let's say you want to go back to see the signing of the Declaration of Independence. You time travel back and you're in Utah. How do you get over there? Well, hopefully your time machine has a, a V8 engine or a, <laughs> a capability of flying because I would think that if you time traveled, you would end up in the same spot that that you time traveled to. Yeah, I agree. You would have to, wouldn't you have to end up in the same spot unless you travel, can manipulate time and space. A lot of these shows just take that for granted that space is just, oh, if I can travel through time, I can travel through space. Yeah, I see your, I see your point there. So, and then there's other time travel shows like um, another one I was thinking about when I was thinking about this was uh, X-Men. Days of Future Past. Days of Future Past, right? Yep. So in that one, it's not true true time travel because Kitty is sending Wolverine consciousness back into his present body, Mm -hmm. right? I suspect. And there, they're affecting things. Because there aren't two Wolverines in that timeline. There's just one. Right. With, so With future knowledge, basically. Because, and I always find it interesting, you know, at the end of the movie, you have, you've got Professor X, he's about ready to get wasted, and then all of a sudden, at that exact instant... Isn't that amazing? Somehow, the past is affected just enough at that exact instant... The time is, is impeccable. The past and the future are happening in parallel with each other, so that events unfold in the past at the same time they unfold in the future how does that happen plot hole (laughs) (laughs) so the only thing i can think of is that and it makes more sense here because kitty has to hold that keep logan in the past long enough in the future in order for him to affect the need the required changes does that make sense? Yeah. Yes. So in that instance, that last second save actually kind of makes sense. <laughs> but does it? Because the past wasn't affected enough to make the things disappear until Kitty held Logan in the past long enough to have that effect on the past. If she pulls him out sooner, I don't know. Is that a plot hole? Or I, is that... I couldn't decide if having parallel the past and the present or run parallel to each other was bad, or in this case it was different because there was not actual time travel involved. I think that it is different, but at the same time there is time travel involved. <laughs> he did go – his right. consciousness was back in time so with future consciousness. That means Kitty was never actually in that room sending him back to the past. Correct. Which is why it can only happen one time. So how does he get in the past if Kitty never sends him to the past? It doesn't address the echo. That's my point. The echo is unaddressed in that story. It's a time travel plot hole. 
I love Days of Future Past. It's one of my favorites. I think they did such a cool job on the Sentinels and just the whole movie was really well done. But the time travel is nearly impossible to do correctly because it's how do you address the plot holes? How do you address the echoes? How do you address um, the first times? That's what my, that's my point with Game of Thrones. The stuff in the future would have never happened because he went back and changed the past. But we saw the stuff, the original future, we saw it unchanged, even after it was affected. That's because he didn't affect the future. But he did affect the future. (laughs) No, he didn't. He did. He did what needed to happen to make the present future happen. You're going to blow my mind. (laughs) That's that's the same thing I say about uh, Back to the Future. Well, he doesn't change the future. He does what he needs to do to make the current future happen, which has already happened in the past, so he didn't change the future. Well, he... Uh, Except in three. He, he, when he does change the future... He intervened, right? And he altered the future. So, but let's say he didn't... If he doesn't intervene, he doesn't exist to be sent back in time to intervene. So... He had to intervene. There was no way he couldn't intervene. Otherwise, he wouldn't have been alive in the future to be sent back in time to intervene in the past. So, so there's no way he could affect the future. I, I get what you're saying. And, and here's here's what I think is the perfect example of that plot hole. And it actually happens worse in the Back to the Future movies. So um, <clears throat> remember when uh, in part two, they go to the future, 30 years into the future, to stop the whole Marty McFly kid, you know, and then the other gang gets busted for, and and he picks up the sports almanac, right? So Biff steals the time machine, <coughs> goes into the past to 1955, gives himself the sports almanac, travels back to the future, gives the DeLorean back to Marty and and the Doc. Then the doc travel back to 1985, not back to 55, and 1985 is changed, and it's a, a, you know, it's it's the bad, and they've got the casino, blah blah blah. Well, how did Biff ever get back from 1955 to where Marty? You know what I'm talking about? Uh, it's just crazy. I, I know what you're saying because what you're saying is is that future would predicated on Biff's actions. As soon as Biff gave himself the sports almanac, he the, future the future that he just came from would right. no longer exist. Correct. So there's no way that he could have ever gotten back Correct. to give Marty and the Doc back the time machine. Correct. Well, he and could have, th- but the future would have been different when he got there. But it wasn't. So it, in the movies, in the movie, they create two space timelines, right? Or two timelines. The timeline that they know and whatever so at that point in time when biff changes the timeline essentially what they say later on in the movie is there's now two timelines the original timeline and then a skewed timeline and so this this is where i eventually wanted to go was maybe there's infinite timelines you know the whole theory of the multiverse and all these every single possible action has happened and and all these multiverses so maybe time travel is just hopping back and forth between multiverses where you can affect the future because it's not the future it's a different future well this is addressed in 
in the uh, graphic novel space, big time. I mean, Spider-Man and and well, Marvel and DC both get into this multiverse. Oh, they love the multiverse in yeah. comics because yeah. that allows them to pretty much do change they everything, want. right? Do whatever they can kill anyone they want and keep you in suspense, and then be like, "Just kidding, that was in a different multiverse," you know, which bugs me. But anyway, uh, so to the point, Scott. It, does that exist? Well, it makes no difference if it exists because it's not relevant. Let's say it becomes relevant. Let's so say it doesn't make any difference if time travel exists because time travel is irrelevant because <laughs> it's already what happens happened. So it doesn't matter. Well, sure. And, and then let's look at it in Spider-Man situation. There, the uh, what do they call the six different Spider-Man? I can't remember. It's not Insidious Six, but it was. They had six different. Uh, sp- dimensions space time whatever i can't remember multiverse spider-man and they all teamed up together and they were all a bit different one was totally stupid one was one had spider webs that he could make out of his body another one had spider webs that he had to make out of a cartridge one had you know right all yeah. these things and then they go you know fight the bad dude or whatever blah 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 you know what's even the point of fighting the bad dude you know that's only one timeline what about the other timelines what about the other infinites what it's just, it becomes... We only care about our timeline. Okay. We don't care about all the other it ones. Becomes, the ones we live in. Becomes a big, it becomes a big blah. So, me. did you, either one of you guys see Interstellar? Yeah, it's yes. good. So, at the end, he gets sucked into the black spoilers. hole. Spoilers. Spo- I guess this is a spoiler. So, if you haven't oh, seen spoilers, Interstellar... Game of Thrones, so it's okay. <laughs> and I have no idea what you're talking about Game of Thrones because I've okay. never watched it. It's all right. But in Interstellar, he gets sucked into the black hole and inside the black hole it's what is it it's like a woven net or mesh right he's able to influence the space-time continuum basically is what it comes down to I think. well he's in the space-time right continuum. he's part of it so he can well is he because he's only in a portion of it because he everywhere he bounces around he's only behind the bookshelf in the room, right? Which I thought was lame. I mean, if he can control that, why can't he just appear in the room and give him, you know... He didn't control it. Who created the black hole in this period of time? But they did that so that he could alter time to change the outcome of the world. Yeah, that was weird because the black hole was created so he could go back in time and fix it. But if he couldn't go back in time because the black hole didn't exist, who created the black hole? Me. You did? Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, that was nice of you. Well, no. So, first off, we don't know who created the black hole. But the rule set that they created for the black hole is that he could only affect that. He can't He can't drop $100,000 in his kid's lap so that she can win the lottery or whatever or invest it. He's only able to control. I mean, they've set up rules, in, which I think is what if time travel is ever invented or created, if there's no rule set or condition of what you can do, do you cause a, a gigantic hole in, but you know, in the, that movie, they definitely made you feel like the, the, the black hole was intelligently created by someone. True. I agree. Who? We don't know. Somebody that wanted to, to help out our human race. Aliens. A higher being. Something. Something higher, right? Yeah. Well, Something they have the ability to, some, to yeah, do. Yeah, obviously they're a higher being. No matter, you know, if they're aliens or God or whatever you want to think of there, there was a higher power that had the ability 
to create a black hole to allow us to fix ourselves. Why not just fix ourselves? Why no, not? no, no, that's what I mean. Yeah, I don't understand yeah, it. Why send him hole. on this big, long journey to this black hole so he can then go back into the past to send himself to the black hole? Maybe it's like a movie for that in, in, intelligence. Whatever that being was, maybe it was he let him do it that way so that he could be entertained. Uh, he was just mysterious <laughs> or they or whatever. They wanted to uh, blow our minds with it. I have to suspend so much disbelief with time travel that it almost becomes not fun. And I was really disappointed to see Game of Thrones go that way. You know, the zombie idea, fine. And and the whole, you know, mixing of several sci-fi and fantasy principles was, was pretty cool. But why did they have to add time travel? Why? Why? Because it makes that. a good story. I, I, mean, I like a good time travel story. I really do. I think they're very entertaining to me. A lot of the times I spend a good chunk of the movie just thinking about time travel and trying to figure out all the plot holes in it, which I find it personally to be entertaining because it makes me think about it and delve a little deeper into the to the movie. Um, I, I as I expressed last time, I I do like to think during movies, and I prefer to think during movies. But I, like I said, I have to suspend so much disbelief with time travel specifically. You know, I don't have to suspend a bunch of disbelief to think that our bodies mutated and and Wolverine has bones that comes out of his hands. I mean, there is there is some <laughs> really? dis, there's some disbelief that has to go there, but but it's not a wild wild stretch of the imagination to me and and the same thing for a lot of these fantasy ideas like superman <laughs> superman someone's born on a different planet and I suddenly becomes completely and 100% sure. invulnerable because of the because our solar cool. radiation of our sun yeah. is different that, than every other sun in the universe that suspension of disbelief is easier because but guess what superman still has his powers when he travels through space to uh, other Sons. He doesn't. <gasps> he doesn't have them when he's at home, though, right? What? He doesn't have them when he's at home. Supposedly or not. His son was destroyed, so it doesn't matter. Okay, so the better question is: is if you fly around the Earth in the opposite direction of it spinning, <laughs> and you nice. force the Earth <laughs> to go to back, back in time, time. Very nice. travel? Does everything play backwards like a record? That's hilarious. <laughs> time just travel. Time man. travel. Just ask Ferris Bueller. <laughs> time travel. So. So there's another show that uh, my wife and I watched. Have you guys watched The Travelers on Netflix? Is that the no. one where they're like, three, two, one, and they yeah. wait? Right. I, I watched half of an episode before I was bored and moved on. I It's a pretty good show. I like it. <laughs> um, but the whole premise is that sometime in the future, these people decide that, hey, I'm going to send my consciousness back to a body that's going to die in the present um, thereby it doesn't die and then we can use my knowledge of the future to be able to change the past to save humanity I didn't get that far maybe it could be cool but I was so bored by halfway <laughs> through that I, I didn't even know that was the premise that does sound more interesting so it, it, it's it a, a pretty interesting but it's another take on time travel where there but again there's all these every action they take somehow changes the future yet doesn't change the future yet changes it and it's just this weird thing and, it, and it's kind of a you're i think yet 
it's one of the ones you have to suspend your belief the most. It, it's a good show. I won't give you any more since either one of you watched it. I don't want to spoil it for you, but try it. Okay. And and watch Twelve Monkeys. Did you guys ever, as a kid? So I had this theory on how I was going to prove if time travel existed or not when I was a kid. And what's this? Did you guys ever have any of those? You're going to say, hey, if I could time travel, I want to return to this very spot at this very time. And if I could, then I would. So, what, and I, I'm not here. So, Were you going to spin a, spin a top so to I, know if you'd I, gone back? I thought this out as a kid. Like I, I didn't want to do anything that would create, uh, would create a problem with the space-time continuum. So I, I thought this out. That's really nice of you to, to be considerate of the space-time continuum. So, so here was my plan. I I wrote down a declaration to myself, and this is what the declaration pretty much said. It said that on your 18th birthday, you will go, or so, so let's see, how was it? Uh, so I wrote this declaration, and the declaration to myself was, is 10 years into the future. So I was, I was probably about, I don't know, 85, when was that? Probably wasn't ten years. Eighty-five was in eighty-five, I believe. Last time I checked, not in time travel uh, years. So what I decided is, I wrote this declaration myself, and I think it was five years because I had this all worked out. So in five years from the future, I picked a date. Let's just say August fifth, nine or August fifth, nineteen ninety. Uh, that was the date I picked, and then the declaration said that on my eighteenth birthday. I was supposed to go do a tattoo parlor, and I was supposed to tattoo that thing on the bottom of the both of my feet that date. And and then <laughs> I was supposed to tattoo red marble. So the date and red marble on the bo- bottom of both of my feet so that nobody could ever see it. And then I would have, in case one of my feet got chopped off, I would have the date. And then what was supposed to happen is in my lifetime, if I ever... Uh, was able to do time travel. I was supposed to go back to the date on the bottom of my feet with a red marble and give it to myself without myself knowing. So from that declaration point, <laughs> five years into the future, I was supposed to walk into my bedroom or whatever and find a red marble. Uh, did you find one? I never did any uh, of it. <laughs> dang it. You didn't get any tattoos on your feet? No, no Aww. tattoos on my feet. I never followed through. I mean, as a kid. I was, so let's just say, okay, if we ever get time travel in the future, what's the date today? April 17th, 2018. Okay, so right now, if we ever get time travel, we're going to come back to this point right now. Well, we can't. <laughs> because if there's two of us and we know each other, then we mess up the t- space-time continuum. Let's say tomorrow morning at 8 o'clock, if we've successfully created time travel, there will be a cake sitting in the middle of your table in your office that says... Happy time travel day, all, all right. dedicated and nice. And you'll call us over and say, get over here now and let's have some cake. All right. We'll have to follow up on that next week and let you know if we have discovered time travel. And inside of the cake will be three gold bars. Nice. Wouldn't it be cool if I bought a cake and said all of that stuff and made you think <laughs> that it was real? Why yeah. did you think about well, that? Because I was actually going to go buy a cake and then make it. <laughs> you nice. beat me to the uh, point. No, no, no. Please continue. <laughs> we'll, we'll get Scott. All right. Well, let's take a little interlude, and we've got our would, would you rather question. Dustin, I think it's your turn this week. So, let's do this real quick. I don't know. I Man, I'm, I'm maybe starting to... 
regret this would you rather so last week when we were at spring break we were talking about the podcast with my family and we were talking about the would you rather questions and blah 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 and my wife she doesn't listen to the podcast she doesn't get podcasts she doesn't like talk radio so whatever but we kind of my daughters and I we kind of rehashed some of the would you rather questions that we'd had because we we spent a lot of time with each other over that week and so my wife chimes in and says well I got a would you rather question so here it is would you rather eat a booger or a bloody band-aid easy and the bloody band-aid is of unknown origin that's easy uh, that is, I think that's. I would eat a booger. Oh, you know, you know this is this is this is wrong. So I I couldn't remember the question. So is I text Scott's my Scott's booger. Both both booger both the booger and the band aid were supposed to be from unknown origin. Oh. So a big green nasty bloody or big green nasty booger that you don't know where it came from. You just find on the tables, just sitting there, <laughs> or picked off underneath the table. Is it slimy a, or solid? Uh, it's a big green slimy booger, I'm guessing, or a bloody band-aid, both un- un- origin unknown. Well, that's a little harder. I, w- I would certainly pick my own booger to eat <laughs> over a bloody band-aid, but um, I mean, it's not much worse than just, you know, <sighs> swallowing it down. But So at the library today, I went to, to do that and it got stuck and I threw up in the bathroom. Mm-hmm. Which Thanks is, for that. Which is <laughs> nice. That's pretty gross. Okay, <laughs> Scott. Um, I think I'm still going booger because I. They're both gross, but I think the band aid might get stuck somewhere. And I, you know, what if it covers up some hole down there or something, and you get all clogged up? So I'm going booger. <laughs> Man, you're giving the adhesive some serious uh, credit. Well, it's not going to break down in your stomach, right? I definitely agree with that part, but I mean, what if know, it? Just lands just perfect in the pressure what from if it, your... What if it plugged an ulcer? You'd be like, thank you. <laughs> yeah, that would be cool. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, I would So go, you're going Band-Aid to I plug go, your ulcer? I would, no, I would go with a booger. I'll heal my ulcers other ways. The, the, the Band-Aid is... They're both disgusting. Uh, other person's body matter disgustingness. I would rather at least get the body matter disgustingness without uh, plastic and other junk. So... That's my reasoning. I'm going to go booger also, but let's change it. Let's, let's let me change this one second. Okay. Let's replace band-aid with a scab <laughs> the size of a dime. <laughs> a scab. Well, is the booger the size of a dime? Yeah, they're both about the same, about the size of a big, you know, like a big nasty booger, but a scab instead of a band-aid, a scab the size of a dime. Is the booger crusty now if we're changing things? Are they the same texture? So the booger stays the same, but the scab, let's say, is crusty on one side and goopy on the other. (laughs) You're not making the case for us to change our answers. I mean, we'd need some modification of the booger. Well, you wouldn't eat the Band-Aid because you're afraid it was going to get stuck in your intestines, but now we know the the scab will pass. I'm a huge texture guy. I'd probably go with the scab because I don't like the slimy crap. Like clams are disgusting to me. Yeah, you or can swallow the scab pretty easy. Just, yeah. <laughs> just yeah. down it. Be done. The yeah. booger. Like know. it's the texture of bread or something, I, I, or like a hard bread. That, <laughs> so you, know. you still said booger. Yeah, I'm still going booger. And you yeah, said scab. I think I'll go scab. I'm going scab too. Because <laughs> I know I could just swallow it without tasting it. 
Dude, I'm telling you, slimy things are disgusting mostly. Yeah. Like, a, a, with rare exception. Mangoes are slimy and delicious, but there aren't a lot of things out there that are slimy and delicious for me. <laughs> Yogurt. It's not slimy. It's liquidy. Yogurt's not slimy? I don't think so. It's, kind it's of the definition of slime. Is it? I don't know. I would say it is. Hmm. Anyway. All right. Let's get back. We want to do a little more time travel talk. So... We've kind of discussed time travel theory, a little movies, books, that way. Um, let's talk about what would you do if you could time travel? Where would you want to go? Um, what would you want to see if you could? Is there anything that you'd go back in your past and change? And what effect do you think that might have? Um, John, let's start with you. I wouldn't change anything. You wouldn't change anything no. in your life? Nope pretty happy with the way things are well it's like you said with the butterfly effect i mean you're playing with fire you are and, playing and with you fire. never know which uh which thing that you change will cause an effect that you did not anticipate so i would rather just go ahead and keep my life and fate as it has been uh rather than risk an unknown it's not so you're not risk don't want to go back 10 years and give yourself a winning lottery number or anything no 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 because then i could turn into a total db you know in the future and i don't want to be a db i like me at least you'd be rich i'd be a rich db i don't need right you know Mm. so i i very comfortable with the life i've lived okay I, i wouldn't change it however i would um there are several religious things that i would like to witness i i would like to witness uh christ uh, I would like to witness, um, it depends on how far I can go back. I'd love to know m- more about the dinosaurs. I would love to, uh, so just this, some this again comes into my thing. You go back to the dinosaurs, you'd have to be able to move in space too. Cause you know, uh, Pangea. yeah, you, you go back and all of a sudden you're in, in, the in the middle, middle of, of the ocean. ocean. Yeah. But you know, uh, we're suspending disbelief here. Okay. So, We're saying you can do space time travel. Sure. Not just time. Sure. So, and uh, I, there are just a lot of really interesting historical things that I would like to know the truth of. So. Hmm. Yeah, I don't I don't care to change myself. But, right. I, but I would like to. And, you know, and the knowledge that I would gain from, from witnessing these events would just be for me. I wouldn't share it. You wouldn't share it? No. You go and find out yeah, and be done? I, I don't think... Not even with your family? I might share it with very close people, like maybe my wife or something, but maybe my kids. But I, I don't think I would share it far, if at all, because um, it's it's a very unique experience. And, and really, you're just becoming what already exists, which is another, and, and for lack of a better word, profit for someone to believe right right so i don't want to be that i just want to see it for myself and that's all i don't need to be a you prophet. know you just blew my mind because i'm thinking what if you are the john <laughs> he goes back in time inserts himself into the story and that's john wouldn't that be something yeah i wouldn't tell you either yeah, wow. i would keep that to myself mind blown right there for me <laughs> is there anything uh those are pretty hefty things i mean weighty real meaning isn't there anything fun just you want to go see that sure just I, be, i'm uh, a drama guy though so i immediately go to dramatic things but there are certainly fun things and i think um i think it'd be really cool to to watch a volcano erupt 
you know, maybe a maybe a big deal one, or it'd be really cool to see a real shark fight or something. I don't know, but uh, if you do uh, sharks fight, I can only imagine <laughs> with lasers. I if they did fight, I would ask on my time travel uh, Siri to say, "Take me to a shark fight," you know, and then hopefully she wouldn't get it wrong and and translate it as "Let me get bitten by a shark" or something like that. But, yeah, I wouldn't trust Siri to that. Yeah, but I, I can't think of a lot of like fun things got to in history you can't well no give me some examples uh, um, the fall of the Berlin Wall that's not fun that's drama but it's 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 a it's a huge historical significance the, event the landing on the moon that'd be cool that's fine um but if I was going to time travel to that space time I would be next to Neil Armstrong blow his mind <laughs> Yeah, you might as well, since we're, we gave you space time, right? You can go can you imagine, <laughs> be on the moon waving at him. Can you imagine him hyperventilating <laughs> in his spacesuit? And they're like, your vitals are spiking. What's going on? He's like, I can't even talk. You know. There's John on the moon. All right, Dustin, what about you? Um, first and foremost, I would probably want to time travel back and see my grandpa and my grandma and... I would like to. I would like to observe, observe, their life. I think that would be the coolest thing to actually go back and see. So, do you just observe, kind of like peek around the corner, or do you insert yourself as part of their life, without them knowing who you really are? So, so, me personally, kind of like Marty did. You know, he kind of inserted himself into his parents' life without them knowing who he was. Personally, I don't think that I can travel back to the time of Christ without, I mean, personally, I, I, I think there with time travel, there would have to be some type of responsibility. How are you going to travel back in time wearing a t-shirt and jeans and tennis shoes? I mean, you really have to prep a lot. I have an answer for that. Personally. So, but if you can't, then you go back in time and then what is, what happens? Because now all of a sudden, instead of them writing about Jesus in the Bible, they're writing about some, dude who appeared you know and and whatever i don't know so i my condition with time travel is that i would only be able to observe and not be able to affect affect. which i'm fine with that if you did affect you wouldn't really be affecting because you can't change history well says you i i've disagreed with you every time you've said that scott (laughs) (laughs) you You could go back in time and be john (laughs) And that's how you'd just be known and nobody would ever know because that's just history. That's if true. you go back in time and affect it in any way, it would just be part of what had already happened that we have already know about and it would just be part of the history. Wouldn't it be funny though if um, if I died and it, now... No, that wouldn't be very funny, John. I thought it would be kind of funny. <laughs> but it's, so, so if you go back in time... Let's just say I go back in time to to be with my ancestors, and I let, let's just say let's just here's a hypothetical situation. I want to go back and hang out with my grandpa, and let's say that my grandfather and I become friends, and we're uh, you know because I become my grandfather's friend, I put him in a situation that he wouldn't have normally have been in, and. We get but he was because you went back in time and did that. Okay, so he did that, right? And so, 
let, let's just say I meet my grandfather, and let's just say a one-day thing isn't going to really affect him, but for some reason I get him into a car and I drive the car off the cliff and my grandfather dies. Well, then I can't exist. Even if I was alive and survived the crash, I would have to just, bing, disappear, right? Because my to. grandfather was not there to father my mother, who would then not be able to father, or I mean, to, to have birth of me. Which right? means you wouldn't be able to go back in time. And then you wouldn't be able to drive them off the cliff because you didn't exist. So therefore, you cannot. But it doesn't work that past. way. That's a plot it does hole. work that way. No, because that's not the way a movie will do it. I, I'm not talking about movies. Okay. I'm talking in. So you're talking. I'm talking real life. Here. Oh, <laughs> okay. But so, but so time. So so time existed, right? I, I get your point, but if you're going back, if if you're already on a timeline and then you go back in time, you're you. You really don't have any effect on the timeline until an action happens that creates that timeline shift or change. But the timeline you came from has already had that action happen and already shifted the time and because it's in the past. It's already happened in the future that you come from. You've already done it. I get, I get what you're saying. It's a gigantic circle. Right. But, but if you look at it, I don't know. It doesn't make any... It, <laughs> and I guess that's why time travel can't exist or doesn't exist because I don't know. I don't know. Sure. I mean, maybe I'm wrong, but it just seems to me that if you go back in time, the future you came from had already had that happen in the past. So you can't really affect, you can't affect the past because what you, when you travel back in time, whatever you did in the past already happened from the, when the future you came from. If you're being intellectually honest with time travel, which most of the time the stories aren't. But no, the stories are not. Because they're just trying to tell a story they don't care about. Integrity of the story. Right. And I get that. So, But to the point of Dustin on, on affecting the past, I, if I was going to go back to the time of Jesus, I would, uh, I would show up naked. Because why not? You're a time traveler. I mean, what difference does clothes make? I don't know. I, I, anyway, I would show up naked. And then I would go and, and find clothes and, and probably steal them and steal some other stuff. But there's a lot of other things about you that have, that are probably changed. I mean... That's for sure. Different so different color skin, you know, than back then. You can't speak the language. Teeth. Yeah, language. I would need a base tan. Your haircut. Uh, My haircut is uh, probably that of a of a inappropriately behaved person of the time. Well, so you think they had like a, a razor they could shave that number one on your size and give you, you a nice little clip on top? Do you remember uh, the musical Les Mes, the cut they gave her? <laughs> yeah, but anyway, <laughs> but know. you're going back to the time of, of Jesus. Like I understand. Hey, here's here's my biggest thing about time travel and why I would just like to observe. Today, in this date and time, I think that there's a lot of information put out that's not true. So there's a ton of information. I mean, you can read something on the internet, and then if you research that, you could find out what you read was not true. There's no validity in in one single thing that's put out on the internet or put out in the news or in the newspaper or whatever like that. And I believe that that probably happened you know, back in time also, things were written and translated to, to like maybe back in the fifties, they were written and translated or, or documented to appease the crowd or to draw people in to read their story or whatever. 
or things are lost in time in in translation over time so do you really want to go back in time and observe what really happened and then could you really keep that a secret the rest of your life saying hey look man like we didn't really land on the moon it was all really a conspiracy like like if you found out for truth that that didn't happen that they did it as a hoax to be ahead in the space race you just be you another nut a, job making a a theory but could you keep it a secret i could you i think, think i could, could too cuz already... I, I would know that sharing that would be practically useless. Everybody would just think you're a whack job and be done. I've already suppressed my opinions on the moon landing, which never happened. I'm shaking my head, by the way. So, you can't see that. So, so, here's, so here's another thing. Like, by time traveling back to the past and finding out a truth, let, let's just say you find out a religious truth that you have faith in, and you find out that what you've been taught or told all of your life is no longer true. Like the moon landing. So essentially, you have changed the future because you've altered your perception or your faith sure. for the rest of your life. I like, get it. Could you live with that? Yes. But Knowing that it could destroy everything that you have, your marriage, your family, because now you have a different belief system than the people around you? I, I mean, yeah, I, that's, that's a consequence. It's a known consequence, and I accept it. Comes back to last week. Do you want to live in the truth? that's true that might be difficult or do you want to live in a falsehood that's easier i understand so we're in the matrix we're back in the matrix it all comes back to the matrix (laughs) i know kung fu so yeah i i would love to go back in the past and i just i have this theory that i can't affect the past so (laughs) i would go participate if i could you know, kind of insert myself into historical events in some way just to just to see what happens. Yeah, I'm going to mess with the space-time continuum and uh, see if my theory holds. So, and if not, I blow up the world. So, but, when, when Bill and Ted put Napoleon back into the regular time right. with the Ziggy Piggy, and then he created the the see, water the water slides. All Bill and Ted, the whole movie, they didn't affect the future one bit. That's a plot hole. Why? The future's, the past is set. You can't change it. Party on, dudes. So I would love to go to um, some sporting events in the past that were pretty uh, epic. I'd like to go see the Miami Dolphins Super Bowl win since it's never going to happen again in my lifetime. <laughs> Janet Jackson halftime show? No. That Babe Ruth. Me at all. Hit a, yeah, that <laughs> would be cool to see Babe cool. Ruth. Just Hank Aaron. in the stands for that. Um to me, I've got to be really careful because you talk about all these historic events, but you know, if I want to go meet Napoleon, there's a lot of problems with logistically doing that to me because I don't wouldn't know the language, um, I wouldn't know how to act, I wouldn't know how would you get them to the castle, right? I mean, so I can't go back to even if you go back far enough. Like you think we speak English, but the English we speak today isn't nearly the same as English that's spoken in the past. Would you even be able to understand that? How far back can you go and realistically expect to function in a, in the past that you go to? But you're you're looking at it from a corporeal standpoint, and I wasn't. I w- I'm looking at it much more from a brand standpoint, you know, where you can see it and they don't see you. And you're, you can move, you're a spirit almost, you know, a oh, ghost. Well, that's a 
You can't do that. Well, why can't you? So you can't, just want to send your consciousness so back to the so past. So you tell me there's one kind of time yes, travel and I'm another. Telling you. <laughs> that you so you not have that kind you of want to trouble. observe also you want to be inserted in in some ways yeah i think it would be interesting to take part in some of these things and just be a part of it rather than just observing it and um so if, what if you wanted to see the titanic sink how would you like how would you insert yourself into that i would uh, you wouldn't not want to see my the titanic sink you wouldn't <laughs> let go would you no, I would not let you go. You would have held on. I would have held and on. And not just pushed him down into the depths of the ocean. If you want to go back and see the dinosaurs, how do you even know that you could, one, just live in that environment, like survive in it? We like, have no idea what the atmosphere was like in that environment. So, Well, I guess we have an idea, but it's not. Or how uh, do you not know that where you get dropped or you then, there isn't a gigantic Tyrannosaurus Rex right there ready to bite your head off? You'd or you have get to inserted be, into its belly. You would have to be uh, pretty ready to hop right back, I think. A lot of these things, I would not go there if I didn't have the ability to instantly pop back. My time travel would be dependent on that ability. Did you ever watch Sliders? Sliders? Mm -hmm. Uh, Yeah. On the Sci-Fi Channel? So they would oftentimes slide into weird, precarious situations, you know? Yeah, and they had a. That's a TV show. They yeah. have to do that to yeah. be dramatical. That's what. Sure, that's what I but think. you're saying that the same thing. You'd have to be able to jump and get back to wherever you were. You know, I, I don't know. It's what if you time travel? Like you want to go back and see the Civil War, and you time travel and you just happen to be right in the middle of the battlefield, and you get shot with a the freaking cannonball. Well, split in two. Part Boom. of it would be. Hopefully, I would do a little research and find out when the battle happened, and maybe show up a day beforehand when nobody's there type of thing i don't know but how do you know how do you know know. that documentation is even correct that's why i think don't know you have to just be an observer if If i was a time travel maybe what's to guarantee you don't get shot as an observer because i would think as a as an observer you wouldn't be able to be there as a physical body you would have to be you're so you're you're to the incorporeal time travel where you just send your consciousness back to to float around and 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 sure Okay, well, if that's possible, sure, I would do that. Can you imagine time traveling? That's much less risk. Yourself into a tree, like it, you see the image of the tree, and you're like, <laughs> you know, and your fingers and hands are like, and your fi- maybe just a little bit of your face is outside of the tree, and you're totally dead because you missed you missed your landing. Uh, that would be a pretty. I mean, yeah, because you don't know what's on the spot. That tells me that if I was going to time travel, then I would have to time travel into the atmosphere every time. And just fall? And fall. <laughs> because otherwise you're risking all kinds of stuff. The surface of the earth is extremely perilous. Yes. Or well, who's this, who's right the, above water, right? Sure. Maybe? Well, how are you getting... Yeah, what if you're over top of the ocean? There's no way you could physically fall Look, all at I'm an saying, angle to get to a piece of land. All I'm saying is Scott's point where he's like, I would do research. Well, if he's doing research, that indicates to me that he can decide where he's going to be. And if he can decide where he's going to be, don't do it over the ocean. But you probably do want to do it in the sky at the very least. Do you guys remember there was a movie back in the 80s? It was a time travel movie. And they sat in a chair and they put on a headset. Chitty Chitty Bang Bang? Was that a time travel <laughs> movie? And they're, The they time bas- machine? They basically stayed in their body. Physical body stayed in the chair, but their conscience, I guess, time traveled. And they were yeah, able no just idea. to observe. They, I can't remember what the name of that movie mm-hmm. It was old. It's, it's an older one. I yeah. can't remember. All right. 
Uh, I think we probably need to wrap things up. This has been our time travel episode. Maybe by the time you uh, get to listen to this, we might have already proved to ourselves that time travel does exist. I'm John number four, by the way. So you're the fourth version of John? Yes. No, I'm not the fourth version. I'm just John number four. Okay. Here it is. This Here's my declaration of time travel. At one o'clock today, if time travel is possible, we will be eating cake. Wow, mind blown. Profound. So let's report on that next week. At 1 o'clock, will we be eating cake? We will let you know next week if we have discovered the secret to time travel. Um, And if we have, maybe we'll give you a little uh, preview of some of the things we've seen and done. If we're able to eat cake at 1 o'clock today, you will see an Instagram post today. Which will kind of be time travel, right? <laughs> time travel, because nobody <laughs> Cause will know what it means. This, we won't release this until Thursday. But today, I will just take a picture of you two eating cake. Yes. Well, John probably won't be, because he'll eat cake. Do I need to be holding a newspaper? S- so, yes. Today at 1 o'clock, we'll put, post a picture. Nobody will know what it means until the episode comes out. Yeah. <clears throat> we got to have something. So we need a phone that has the time and date, so we can take a picture of us, someone holding a phone, showing the date. But that can be adjusted. That's the whole point of the newspaper. Okay, let's find something that we can't alter the date, a newspaper, and at 1 o'clock, declaration, at 1 o'clock, if we are able to eat cake, and we can't purchase the cake, we'll take a picture and post on Instagram today. All right. All right. Stay tuned. Check back with us next week to find out if we have time traveled or not. Um, That's our show for this week. It's been a lot of fun. I've enjoyed this time travel discussion. Any last words, Dustin? No, it's it's been fun. Thanks, guys. John? Yeah, I'll be good. All right. We're out. We'll see you next week. Thanks again for joining us on this week's podcast. You can find more episodes, show notes, and links at our website at www.regularguysrandomthings.com. You can also find us on all the social media platforms like Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. If you enjoyed this week's podcast, please like, comment, and subscribe on your podcast platform of choice. Once again, thanks for listening, and catch us next week for a brand new episode. If you stayed this long and listened to the end, and you send us an email or make a Facebook post, we will give you a shout out on next week's show. See you later.